0: calling all creators welcome to the creator landscape podcast the podcast that connects you with the most successful creators and industry leaders in the business and now please welcome your host jake pearson back to the podcast where we explore the creator economy and how you can succeed in it our guest today is the president of the tailgating challenge luke lorick who is 11 years into his side hustle boasting 275,000 social media fans in the space of his brand, the tailgating challenge. Luke, it's a pleasure to have you here today.
1: I'm happy to be here to talk some, some tailgating. And I know, not to step on your toes, Jake, but like, we probably need to explain what tailgating is. First yeah, and I foremost, is, it. That, is that fair? Yeah, go for it. So tailgating, obviously some people know tailgating as driving too close to the vehicle in front of you. That is not our challenge today. Please don't do it. Be safe out there, everyone. Tailgating, how we do it here at Tailgating Challenge, is the fun party before the event. So think about a sporting event. You're in the parking lot. You park. You get your grill out. You get some games. You get some music, friends, and you have a great time. That's what tailgating is to me and the challenge that I have to make people have more fun at those type of tailgates while being safe on the roadways. Yes, as
0: when I first read Luke's introduction to being a guest on the show, I was like tailgating, and then when I immediately putting it into Google, it's like, yeah, tailgating is when you sit up someone's uh, basically rear end of their car and and really cause grief on the road and so it took a little bit of me wrapping my head around that it is not a challenge where we sit up and follow people on the road and cause an accident please do not create a challenge that is not what this is about it is about having fun uh playing games engage being engaged before sporting events which i think would be really cool to do over here in australia luke
1: Yes, maybe, maybe do some more Australian tailgating and seeing what that's like and bringing the tailgating challenge to Australia, maybe in the future.
0: Yeah, maybe some uh, worldwide representation coming from the tailgating challenge soon, Luke. But let's let's dive right into like this brand you started 11 years ago. Where did you get the inspiration to start the tailgating challenge sort of business?
1: So the, the story goes, legend has it that 11 years ago, I was in bed one night and I woke up and I said tailgating challenge and it came to me literally while I was in bed. And so but the reason it came to me that way, too, was like, I've always enjoyed like tailgating for sporting events since I was a young kid. And so like taking that and then like I have a few business degrees. And it's like, how can I put those two together to make a fun side hustle? And I'm a big believer in like side hustles need to be fun because usually your day job can be challenging. And if you have another challenging side hustle that's stressful afterwards, like it might not last. It might not last. And so doing something that I just was passionate about, I would have fun with. I would get to meet cool people, cool products like that was the vision 11 years ago. And I got up out of bed. I made a Facebook page and went back to sleep. And then I started building from there, adding more social platforms, uh, getting a website domain, and kind of building it to 11 years later to have again. I still, I, I would love to have millions of followers. Not there yet, but again, it's still still something I'm proud of. But I know I want to keep continuing to push to uh, to be better.
0: Well, it's crazy though. You, you've been doing it for 11 years, and not a lot of people could say that they've consistent, like really consistently built one brand over 11 years you mm. look at the content creation space you've got the big youtubers the big influencers who are building that brand over a long period of time but then you don't really hear of those who have been running that same small business or side hustle for the, that extensive period of time and just continue to grind away and 275 000 engaged fans with regards to tailgating is incredible in itself i want to know like what was it like when you started doing your first little bit of Uh, business, when you started to make a little bit of, I guess, money in in that business, how were you connecting with (laughs) brands to collaborate at the start? Were you reaching out by email? Did you obviously know people in the space? Did you go out of your way to just start meeting people at more tailgating events with a bit more of an
1: intention of like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Can you talk to us through that whole process at the start? And so, so Jake, I'm going to tell you something that's going to sound counterintuitive. It's not going to make any sense at all for those that are out there trying to get a hustle. Yeah. I started the first few years of doing everything for free. Mm-hmm. I didn't take a dollar, didn't want a dollar, didn't ask for a dollar from any company I work with. But there's a method to the madness. There's a method to the madness because I didn't have very many followers. If, like, if you don't have a lot of followers, you have to build your, your credibility up. Before you are actually probably going to make any any type of money, and so like what my approach was is sharing sharing my passion via email or phone conversations with brands that I was looking up and finding that did tailgating and tailgating related products, and I would reach out to them and, and just kind of again I didn't have two hundred seventy five thousand fans. And for, for the first few months, I, I was trying to get a hundred. I I'm trying to get a hundred fans, and like that was when I got a hundred. That was that was awesome. Um, for, but again, like, and going back to say, I, am going to create a video for you. I'm going to do a review for you. I'm going to do a blog for you. I'm not going to charge you a penny. The only thing I want is one sample, one cooler, one cornhole board, whatever it is, just like anything, Um for And the reality was, is like, when you don't have a lot of credibility, you don't have a lot of followers, like sometimes those emails don't get responded to. Right, you shooting a bunch of them out, and you're getting a very low response rate. Right, it happened. I lived that, and I still remember one of the first companies to, to reach out to me. I was I was I was on a jog, and I, looked, I took a break. I looked down my phone, and one of them reached back out, and it was a polar bear cooler company that was in Georgia. And I still, and they said, we'll even it was a soft cooler, and they said we'll even stitch tailgating challenge into the cooler. I still had that cooler in my house. I've had probably 50 plus other cooler brands since then for, it, but I, that's the one I will always remember because they gave they gave me a shot, right? They gave me a shot for it. Um, and then, like, you know, if you fast forward, if you like, keep doing it, keep hustling, keep being okay with being told no or getting no response. And don't let, like, it's like, I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm going to keep a positive attitude and just keep pushing forward with it. And now it's usually the opposite way. Usually companies will reach out to me, or if I send them an email, I'm probably going to get a positive response from it based on, you know, where the tailgating challenge is now versus when it started 11 years ago. If that helps a little bit with the question.
0: Yeah, I know that's a brilliant response. And I'm just sitting here thinking like there's small creators out there right now who don't have a big following that want to work with brands because they yeah. want to make an income, they want to pivot to a full-time creator sort of gig at the start if you don't have the reps you know for creators who uh do just ugc work where they're building they just do a little bit of a video testimonial something with the product for the brand yeah reach out and just do some free collabs or for for a product only and just hustle with that for a bit build up your credibility build up some good of a good portfolio and then when you've got a really good portfolio and you could say i've got these xyz proven results then you can start asking pitching as you're pitching to more brands and companies to work with hey. This is what we do. This is the results I can give you. This is the results I've had. Then you can start asking for money. It's, it's Yeah, it, I, it makes complete sense and doesn't sound backwards at all. It's actually a great way to get experience in the industry that you want to be in and move forward.
1: For sure. Res, resume building. If you don't have a resume, you got to build it some way or another. And whatever that looks like. It might look different for those that are listening right now. And mm-hmm. some people, like what I tell them, because they've reached out, like, Luke. how do I get started? And they're in the tailgating space. I was like, do you have tailgating gear? They say, yeah. I was like, just start doing some content with the things you already have just to get some practice for it, to get some content out there. And, and recognize, too, like this is the part that I think slows people down, is that they think it has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. They think what they do has to be perfect. It will, it will never be perfect. It will never be perfect. And I go back and look at some of the videos I made, like starting out. I didn't even do a lot of videos. When I, first, I would just do pictures and like write-ups because I wasn't even comfortable being on camera. And now, I mean, I've been in national television. I've been in the Broadway Navy. I'll do any interview with anyone, anytime. Um, it's, I think it helped build my confidence, right? Just being on, on camera more. But I go back and look at some of those first videos. and I was like, wow, Luke, that was terrible. But I had to start somewhere. I did to start somewhere. I'm not saying my videos are perfect now, but they've evolved a lot from where they were, um, you know, five, six, seven years ago. It's
0: the same for me with, when I started podcasting, I actually started radio before that. Before that, I started just doing interviews on radio. Then I got asked to do radio, started hosting my radio show, built my podcast from that, and I was reading everything word for word. I can create entire scripts for my podcast and shows. Now I just kind of go here, you know, like before we started, a couple of loose those questions. All yeah. right, cool. Might not even use the questions, might be just off the cuff. But, you know, podcasting radio, that was where I built my confidence to get on video and then build my brand to speak to anyone and everyone now it doesn't matter if it's like this conversation I've never met you before before today maybe 30 minutes ago to a stranger on the street so that that's the same thing you know start small build your confidence then you make better and better content the first episode of this show for mm. me oof. I was very nervous, very nervous. And I, I very like even because it was a different space and a different avenue that I was used not used to. I was speaking to lawyers. I was like, "What questions do I ask lawyers?" Oh my goodness! So you just got to take your time, build your reps, get more confident, like you said. And I really love that you'd be able to share that with with us, Luke. Now, in terms of like what you do differently now, you you, you post a lot of videos, you're doing a lot of shows, you're talking to pretty much anyone and everyone. Are you repurposing all of this content and you're sharing it on your socials as well?
1: Correct. Cool. Yeah. So uh, we have, let's see, Facebook. It's not Twitter. I guess it's X now. It's not Twitter. I hate that they're changing names of everything, but I digress. Uh, so X, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube are some of the primary channels uh, that we that we utilize and putting content on there. So just to stay fresh to stay relevant and, try to get through the algorithm, right? So that people can actually, you know, see some of the things that you're doing that have followed you.
0: Yeah, did you ever follow anyone in the space when you were early on to sort of mimic their content to, to build your confidence to see what worked? Or were you just kind of, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to do that. That sounds great. I'm going to try that and just come up with your own ideas.
1: I mean, it's a little bit of both. Like there's not just to be like open. Like when I started, there was not a lot of like, tailgating like brands mm. that were out there there was like two that i, that I looked at I was like okay these are things that i would like to to work to be like right and one of them was a magazine was not a magazine i don't claim to be a magazine uh, but they would post some of their articles stuff on there too and i would you know I subscribe to the magazine to become more immersed in the tailgating culture learn more about some of the products and contacts out there but also too just like I stay on social media, just like trying to see new trends, new things people are posting about to understand better because it keeps evolving, right? It's not going st- to stop. So um, uh, Yeah. I, I would say that it's probably a little bit, a little bit of both, but then also make it your own. Don't try to just, I always say, don't, don't be somebody else. Like you can take bits and pieces of different people and things that you see out there, but still be your like real authentic self and like create your own like persona, so to speak.
0: Yeah, and so your engaged community is across is across all the different platforms. Uh, what's your your main platform that you do most of your your content promotion? Is it the Facebook page that
1: you have? Yeah, Facebook, Instagram are probably the two that I do the most like promotion with. Obviously, YouTube gets like all of my videos, whether it's the longer reviews or some of the shorts that I put on there. So, um, but yeah, Facebook and Instagram are probably the ones where the most Promotion is going to happen with some of those things.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's very old uh, to me. I'm going to say that it sounds old school in a way compared to where the landscape of the creator economy is now. You've got X, you've got you got YouTube is still kicking, but TikTok being the very dominant platform for for building a brand. You are very heavily focused on Instagram and Facebook. Do you get a lot of outreach from brands? on the platforms or companies that want to work with you, or do they then come to your email and hit you up in your email? Where's most of the outreach coming from, from
1: that side? Well, of that? Yes. I would say that like Instagram has a better direct messaging system than most social media platforms. So DMs on Instagram would be probably the one where social media is utilized the most for the, the brand interactions, but then also emails. Like they go to the website they see the contact us and they shoot the email over on that too.
0: Yeah, and what's your engagement like across across these platforms on all your posts? Are you getting in there and having these conversations with with every comment? Are you, do you try to be very engaged with the community there or are they kind of engaging themselves
1: together? It's some of both, right? In a perfect world, I'd be responding to every last comment on there. I try to get into some of those things and do the comments. I respond to every message, right? Somebody sends me an email or direct message if it's not just like, some some like you can recognize sometimes where there's something that's not like really real, um, but I've tried to, I try to I do that at at a minimum, and I still do like my live shows. I'd like after after tonight, I'm going to go do a live show, and I that is big time interaction, right? Because like you're talking to people in real time, you're seeing the comments, you're giving shout outs, for answering questions, and so that's why I try to really go back in with the fan base to like hear them, see them, have a little bit of fun with them too, like in a, in a real environment
0: what's the live show like in terms of what do you, what do you talk about with your audience how, how do you guys engage together is it more of a, just a, a banter conversation hey guys luke here again i'm having a combo with you or do you go on there with a different intention every time
1: yeah so we do It's usually around 30 minutes on thursday nights and i have a, a friend and he's kind of the co-host that comes on here um and so we, we just have a good we have a good time we talk about everything from Like, during football season, we do some football picks, and we'll pick out five games and see who we we think is going to win. We talk about some of the giveaways we got going on during the week. We normally do a live giveaway, so one of the viewers that tunes in could potentially win a tailgating prize, like, by tuning into it to incentivize them to kind of come and hang out. Um, And then kind of like this, like, that's, like, our script, so to speak, but then it's, like, anything else kind of random. So there's current events, people that are – giving them shout outs, people asking questions, it might take us down a different, different path for a little bit too.
0: Mm. And and so have you ever had like, any significant obstacles over the last 11 Mm -hmm. years, that sort of come to your mind right now, when you've been building out the brand of the tailgating challenge? Is there something that just sort of, you'd like to share as something that you could teach creators, creative professionals, anyone who wants to build something?
1: Yeah, I mean, I could probably go with a couple of, I don't want to ramble on too long about it, but like one of the big things too is just like watching the landscape of social media change. Mm. That's hard because I go back five years ago. I mean, I could put some posts up that would get just like thousands upon thousands of like interactions and engagements. I could do the exact same thing today, the exact same way with the exact same fans. And it would get a fraction of that because of how social media has continued to evolve with the algorithm. And also, too, not just algorithm, but I think our expectations as a society have gone up. Our expectations of of quality content. Quality content five years ago might be average content today, right, just because of how we continue to evolve in this space. And we also have to recognize, too, that people's attention spans continue to get shorter Wake up everybody out there if you just if we lost you for a moment there. But yeah, like the attention span like seven seconds, right? So like all these short videos, well, I used to just do all long videos and just talk about the product and do like reviews. I still do those, but now I also do something short, something ten seconds, twenty-five seconds, thirty seconds, something that can like showcase the product in a way that like people can just like get a look at it and then if they want to dive into the review deeper, they can check out the blog or watch one of the longer YouTube videos too but just like, even more work has to happen to get the level of engagement nowadays.
0: I've noticed that same thing across platforms like Instagram and TikTok in the last two years, things that are new to evolve rapidly, and you've kind of got to really stay ahead of the game. So it's like if a, a new creator or someone who wants to build a brand is trying to focus on all these different <laughs> platforms at once, the content's going to be subpar, really, unless you can automate a bunch and you've got uh, all the time in the world to actually keep up, like, would you recommend that someone new to a space building a brand just goes hard on one platform
1: and really just makes that their own for now? Yeah. I mean, again, to each their own, like I said, like my primary focus is Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube um, for it, but it it depends on your time. It depends on like what your kind of business is. Cause I feel like different businesses can do better on different platforms um, for it. So it really just depends. But to your point, like we can spend a lot of time just like, with the idea creation, then filming it, then editing it. And then I having to go in there and post it. And so it's just like, there's a lot of time that goes into that. And so I I go back to the part of like, what's going to work best for that person? Because it goes back to like, this is a long game. There's sure you're going to, you're going to hear and see some of these like, Oh, I became an overnight sensation, right? I, I did something and it blew up. Like there are some of those, but for most of us, it's a grind. Right. It's a grind. Yeah. Like just just to, for example, like 11 years and a few weeks ago, I finally had my first video go over a million views. Right. I finally had that one that went that big time viral um, for it. And so it's just like it's 11 years of like working like almost every day on this stuff. Again, some people get I want to say lucky because I don't want to discredit anyone's like hustle or creativity or anything. Um, but again, the video I put it, I didn't think it was going to get a million views. I mean, it did. Um, so it's just, it's just interesting sometimes, but I think just going back to like trying to consistently put out content that you care about, whether that's on one platform or five platforms and doing it as consistently as possible is one of the big things. just don't give up. Like whenever your first video, you're like, Oh man, I got a hundred views. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Been there. Been there. Yeah.
0: You've hit the nail on the head with creating content that you care about. And I know I've seen, I fell into the trap of posting content that I I loved for a while. And then I started to really struggle to Mm -hmm. resonate with posting that kind of content. I was like, I'm just posting this for, for, for likes, followers, engagement. I don't resonate with this part of my content anymore. And so I started to care less about it. And because I think I started to care less about it that, that took the fun the enjoyment away from me as well and like kudos to you like the one million view video 11 years that is awesome that must have felt like such an amazing feeling and especially being a video that like just had no expectation i remember i posted a video and i i just went on someone's stream i asked them what made them happy and i reposted their answer and it got two million views and i was like nice what (laughs) <laughs> and I edited the video very poorly and it just went nuts. And everybody was like, yeah, it's cool video. So it's like sometimes it's going to happen when you least expect it and you can't plan for it. So it's just creating content you cared about. And I, at the time, I just cared about making other people happy and having good conversations with them. It's probably similar to sort of what you you were doing. You're just making content that you cared about, that you
1: enjoyed, and uh,
0: all
1: of a sudden, bang. Yeah, and I, if I could do that every single time, maybe the side hustle would be a main hustle, but I digress. Is,
0: is that – can you can you see that being a a reality for yourself on this path keep going? You know, 20 years down the track. Is that is that the long-term goal? You want it to be the full-time gig? Or are you happy to just keep chipping away at
1: maybe. it? I don't I to say I don't hate my day job. Like, I enjoy yeah. my day job, I get satisfaction, I get a lot of security, benefits, pay, good people, all that good stuff. But like the hope is that at a minimum, right, this will allow me to. Air quote, maybe retire early, and if, if nothing else, right? Just never know. Like, just like when Warner Brothers reached out to me to be in the Barbie movie, like that was totally unexpected. And so, like, I just go back, like, you just never know. Like, right? I could get a phone call next week from maybe a major like a TV company that says, Hey, want a TV show? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to keep doing the things I enjoy and pushing forward now and just seeing what kind of fun comes along the ride. Um, because that's part of the excitement too is like you don't know you don't know if that video's going to be available. you don't know who's going to reach out to you but it could be something awesome right around the corner yeah like
0: what's that experience if you if you don't mind talking about it the experience of being reached out to by warner brothers how did that come about yeah. why did they pick you what did they need you for if you don't mind sharing
1: sure yeah so like earlier this year um i got an email and i get i get emails every day right then it was yeah. like Hey Luke, do you want to be in the Barbie movie? Want to use one of your videos in the Barbie movie? And I'm like, <laughs> sure you do, because that sounds like one of these um like fake accounts trying to get you to click on something. Yeah. I can get those unfortunately, like everybody else does. Um, but then I started to like look at the email address and do some research. I was like, I think this is legitimate. And so I followed up with them, and they said they found one of my videos on YouTube from that I made in 2021. And it's a, a video of me testing out a small, like, beer refrigerator. I'm sitting on the back of uh, my my truck's tailgate. I'm opening it up and getting a drink out of it. They wanted to use, like, a three-second clip out of there and put it in the Barbie movie. And so, like, I was like, yes, that sounds amazing. Let's do that. Um, and then, like, in the part two of, like, when it came to figures and I watched it again, it was like again, you know, two seconds, right? So it's not like I'm just like hanging out and doing all kinds of stuff. Um, for but it's still like surreal to be like, oh my gosh, like I am in like the biggest movie of the year, even if it's only for those two seconds. And it's still something when I tell people that people are just like flabbergasted of like how it happened, why it happened, and like even the Bari movie is like it just calls us like It's very interesting and very humbling that they they chose that video to put in the movies in.
0: It speaks to the element of you do not know what is around the corner if you just keep trying. And like for your viral video, for example, 11 years, you were just like another day, another video, bang. The next, you wake up the next day and you go, what the hell's going on on my phone? Mm -hmm. It's the same with that email experience, you know, all of a sudden you just get, could have been just sitting on the couch or doing some work you check your phone spam spam email yeah if you later do your research oh my god this is an amazing opportunity <laughs> why did this happen and you just got to think that it's a combination of all of the hard work that's compounded over time for you and i believe that for everybody yeah you see that with everybody like there are some people that go overnight sensation but like, you think they're overnight sensations but they've been grinding for ages multiple youtube accounts have tried a million different things and then they found the one thing that worked for them that they really right. care about and it went nuts and you see that with different companies in different space all different spaces uh you see that in all elements of content creation someone could be talking about relationships or whatever nothing goes viral where they're like whatever doesn't matter all of a sudden they talk about something specific to how they felt as a man in a relationship bang all of a sudden they're resonating with a bunch of other men and that's going crazy because they just, they tweaked it slightly. And that's all it is. It's just tweak it, keep working on it, keep showing up. One day an amazing opportunity is going to present itself to you. If you believe it, like you've just got to have that belief too. I think
1: something good will happen. If I keep keep pushing pushing forward, forward, right? If you don't give up, right? Something good will happen. If you stay positive and just keep doing what you're passionate about, but it might not be it might be 10 years later sometimes for some of the big things yeah. you never
0: know you gotta you kind of just gotta ask yourself like what am i doing this for if you're if someone is just starting out creating a small small business or a side hustle like do i see myself doing this for a long period of time or if I, am i just trying this to see if i can make it work or not like how bad do you want it right. like, when you started the tailgating challenge did you ever imagine 11 years ago to now that this is where you'd be standing did you envision this for yourself or you're always thinking about the spot you would be in
1: no i mean honestly like when i started it like i had no preconceived notions i had really i don't want to say no goals because that sounds like i'm not like motivated or aspirational because i am but like really my thing was like if i can have like some fun people i might get to meet and get a bunch of cool tailgating products like that was about all I was looking for out of out of it. Right? Like, I did you know a few thousand followers, get some fun products, and just have have fun. That was my main thing. Um, for it. and now it's like I have so many products. Like to the part of like I have to start giving them away because I don't have enough space for everything that I have like in my house. And my wife is glad we moved to a half in the basement, so there wouldn't be stuff literally just all over the house of a tailgating variety that were coming in the front door every day. How do
0: you? when did you realize that this venture that you were on maybe one years, two years, three years in that yeah. something like what you've built now was possible? When did you, did it click for you? Was there a moment where you're like, Holy shit, I can make this work. Or like, can you talk us through that moment? Yeah.
1: If you... I, and I'm trying to, think, I don't, I don't know if I even remember like exactly on the timeline, but it was a few years in, right. Yeah. Because like, when you're starting out, like, you know, still doing, like, pushing real hard in the day job, because I was trying to elevate myself in corporate America. Um, For And so I was putting a lot of time. I was going back to school. And so, like, that takes a lot of your time when you're working all day, going to school at night um, with it. So, like, there wasn't enough, like, time being spent. But I was still learning things. I was still putting some two and two together with it. Um, but it probably took maybe five years. But that that timeline looks different for everybody because, like, I wasn't, like, I still have a day job. But I work on this every single day, like, probably 30-plus hours a week on there. And that's the part. People see me, they're like, oh, man, he needs to go have fun. He's drinking beer at tailgates. He's partying. He gets all this cool gear. It's amazing. But and And that part is. But it's like the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, as you mentioned a moment ago, to be able to do that stuff, there's a lot of work that has to happen in the background um to make it happen that's what people don't always see
0: mm. so five years in you sort of went wow this is quite possible now you're 11 years in if you could change anything through that 11 year journey or if not change anything mm-hmm. at all what what would be the advice you give to i guess the younger self of yours starting out the tailgate Challenge?
1: Younger self, I would have told them start sooner. Yeah, start sooner um, for because the landscape get, just continued to get more competitive. And I was like, man, if I would have started a couple of years sooner, because it, it was easier to get followers, easier to get engagement, like back when I first started. So if I would have done it even a couple of years sooner, I mean, I could have double the followers right now just because of how the landscape was. Um, again, you can't go back in time and change it. But, I, but the message is mainly like, if you're doing something, like do it. Like do it. I like, don't mean like, two years. Later. Like, Oh, dang. I wish I would have done it two years ago. Like start now, do it. That's the biggest thing for me.
0: And yours was kind of a leap of faith. You woke up, made the Facebook page, went back to bed, and then you just kept plugging away to it from there. You didn't wait for the perfect moment. Oh, I've got to set this up, this up, this up, mm-hmm. this up, this website, then only would have hit X, Y, and Z. Okay. Now I'll start reaching out to people. But like, you just sort of woke up. All right. This is happening. This is a great idea. I'm going all in. And then you just kept going from there. You didn't, you didn't hesitate from when you woke up. Oh, I'll do it in the morning,
1: right? Oh, no. I, I'm not a big believer in procrastination because I feel like if there's something in your heart and your soul and it tells you to do it, like, do it. Listen. Go. And, but I know everybody's different. But I, That's just my biggest thing. It's like, I have so many friends that have told me, oh, I want to like get into YouTube or become an influencer or whatever the case may be. And some of these conversations were years ago and they're still talking about it today, or right? they hadn't done anything. But I was like, man, could you imagine like what they could have already become or built in the last two to three years? Um, but again, each, as on each person, they have to be able to pull the trigger. I can't do it for them.
0: Yeah. I have, have met plenty of people in my life and probably me myself included on pulling the trigger in certain things. Uh, let's just say I, this is a, a message for everyone before we wrap this up like i wanted to be a boxer when i was 16 17 and i didn't pull the trigger until i was about 23 24 when someone someone said to me aren't you a little too old to start that now and i was like ha huh, you know what i maybe am but i'm going to try and I pulled the trigger <laughs> it took two and a half years to get to that first fight after COVID and everything and being able to train but i'm like i'm so glad i'm not starting now and that i had that opportunity to start when i did otherwise yeah. I can't imagine how my life would be without it
1: yeah Yeah. everybody get started today if you got passion to do something do it there you go luke luke yeah been a pleasure to
0: have this conversation with you about the tailgating challenge and your amazing (laughs) cameo in the barbie movie but thank you for all your insights into building a brand inside (laughs) sort of the creator economy of the landscape and how everything has changed and a big shout out to the creators brand managers those who are aspiring to build their own brand, creative professionals, everyone that's listening to the show that makes the show what it is. Thank you for, for joining in and listening to Luke's conversation with myself on building a successful brand and, and the side hustle that he is building into a, a a potential full-time gig or helping him retire early. So
1: Luke, been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Everybody get out there and do some tailgating no matter where you are. But the good guy, not kind of you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> thanks for tuning in to the Creator Landscape. The podcast by Creatorland. Don't forget to join Creator Land today and connect with like-minded professionals and creators in the creator economy.